Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, download the Overflow Church app or visit our website at overflowdfw.com. Another event happened this week, the Eclipse. Anybody? Did anybody have Eclipse glasses this week? Awesome. Congratulations. I know in Texas, a lot of people were wearing welding helmets. And so I know that that works really good. And uh, so, you know, I haven't heard the report yet, but I'm sure thousands and thousands of people went blind uh, because of all the warnings that we read and all the unsolicited advice we had on Facebook. I'm sure thousands are blind today. Thank God I looked at the eclipse. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I was a little worried about it, but I'm not blind. So praise the Lord. And uh, so I, again, I haven't heard the reports, uh, but I'm sure they are really high because people were freaking out so bad about all that. But I want to talk about a guy today that was blind at one time. And uh, I'm not sure if it was because he was stared at an eclipse too long. Uh, Possibly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he was born blind. Um, But you got to understand something. In biblical times, they did not have a lot of opportunities for blind people. Uh, There were no special schools. There were no, uh, there was no Braille language. There was an there weren't, there weren't uh, a, a lot of uh, sensitivity towards people with this uh, disability. So many times they were ostracized. They were kind of cast out. They were left to the city. And many times they were forced into begging. And so many times they, would just, they were just kind of a, you know, a nuisance of society. Uh, they didn't have uh, like seeing eye dogs. We had a, a, an encounter a couple of weeks ago, we were in Odessa visiting my family and uh, we were eating at a restaurant and someone brought in a, it wasn't a, it was a service dog. It wasn't a seeing eye dog, but it was a service dog. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder like, you know, this, first of all, I'm thinking this dog must really be well behaved because there's chips and sauce on the table. And the other thing I was thinking is that's, this person isn't blind. And so we were just kind of talking about service animals and, uh, my dad told me, he said, yeah, they have these dogs for everything. Even people that are diabetic, they can sense when someone's blood levels change. And I was freaking out. I was like, really? I'd never heard that before. I didn't know. And I was like, man, what, you know, what kind of crazy advancements we have? And, uh, and I told my dad, I was like, you know, I wish I could get a service dog so that, uh, you know, that this, to stay at the house. So if Leslie hasn't had a good day, that the dog could communicate to me, maybe get on the phone, like have a button he could push and be like, roll, roll home. You know, no, come, roll, roll, come home because Leslie's not in a great mood. And uh, so anyway, service dogs, service dogs, servicing the blind. It's awesome. They didn't have that in biblical times. Uh, Many times, again, forced into begging, low-class situation, outsiders rejected as a nuisance of society. And this is where we find our encounter story this morning. There's a man by the name of Bartimaeus. Everybody say Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. And this guy is spending one of probably hundreds, maybe thousands of days, like every other day, sitting outside the city of Jericho along the road, hoping that someone would just give him some money. And it says this in Mark chapter 10. If you got your Bible, you can turn on your Bible or follow along in the app. And it says this, they reached Jericho, Jesus and his crew. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, 
Have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. Verse 52, and Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. I love this story about Bartimaeus. It's it's probably one of my favorite healings in all of scripture. And he was really set up for an encounter. I mean, you know, when Jesus is in town or when Jesus is in proximity, we're set up for an encounter. See, it's amazing that Jesus is on the throne today. No matter what you're going through, no matter what difficulty you have in your life, no matter what kind of decisions you need to make, Jesus is on the throne. No matter the condition of your heart, no matter how many people are against you, Jesus is on the throne. He is in proximity towards you, near you, and towards you. His heart is towards you. His affections are towards you. So we are set up for an encounter because Jesus is in town. Are you with me? See, the thing about Bartimaeus is that he couldn't see, but he could hear. See, if you can hear, you can be set up for an encounter. He had heard about Jesus, and that developed anticipation. He's sitting on, you got to imagine, sitting on the side of the road, blind probably your whole life, and all you can do is hear. He couldn't see, but he could hear. And he hears that Jesus is in town. He hears this chaos. He hears crowds talking and mumbling and all these things. And he had probably heard before that about the goodness of Jesus, about what Jesus did when he encountered blind people, what Jesus did when he encountered deaf people. So he's sitting there on the side of the road. He hears the commotion and he goes, what is happening? He thought it was just another day to go out and beg, but he heard that Jesus was passing by and hope began to rise. Can I tell you today that in the kingdom, hearing always comes first. Let me say this again. In the kingdom, hearing always comes first. Even with Jesus, hearing came first. Remember Jesus, we know the story about Jesus where Jesus's ministry starts off. Jesus is getting baptized. And what happens when he gets baptized? He hears the voice of his father. This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. From that point, we see the ministry of Jesus to heal blind, to raise the dead, to heal the lame. We see this. Why, why is it so significant? Because in the kingdom, hearing always comes first. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, hearing right? Faith is the substance, not seen. So we many times in our life and in our world and our reality, we want to see first. We want to experience first. But in the kingdom, we hear first. This is why it's so important for us to have a grid in our life for the word of God. This is why it's important for you to to not just on a Sunday morning come to church and hear the word, but it's important for you to get in the word. It's important. Can I tell you this? It's important for you to read the word out loud. It's important for you to declare the word. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. And what Jesus saw in Bartimaeus was his faith. Well, if he wasn't able to hear, he wouldn't have had any faith. He wouldn't have had any hope. He wouldn't have had any anticipation because he couldn't see, but he could hear. And that positioned him 
for an encounter that day. Listen, today in your life, you might not be able to see God's promises. You might not be able to experience God's promises today, but I can tell you today, you can hear them. You can hear God's promises. You can hear them at church. You can hear them at home. You can listen to a podcast. Listen, when you feel discouraged, do not disconnect from the word of God because you might not be able to see God's promises, but you can hear them. And what we listen to drives our anticipation. What we listen to drives our hope. For example, you get around negative people all the time. Oh, you know, the world, everything's going to, you know, it's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Right. And this is all you hear. All you ever do is watch the news. So bad. Is it bad? It's pretty bad. But Jesus is on the throne. There's a greater reality than what we're experiencing. God has a promise. God says, if the nation will turn their hearts towards God, if we can set our ears, if we can set our attention on what God has to say, hope will arise. Some of you have no hope in your life. You have no hope for your marriage. You have no hope for your kids. You have no hope for your healing. You don't have hope for anything in your life. You don't have hope for a better job. You don't have hope at all. You're coping, not hoping. What you need is more of the word of God in your life. You need to tune in to the word of God. Get in the Word. Sing the Word. Saturate yourself in the Word. Listen to sermons. Fill your heart with the Word of God. Prepare to see the promises of God. How do you prepare to see the promises of God? By hearing the promises of God. Because he could see. Because he he couldn't see. But he could hear. And because he could hear, he could believe. And because he could believe, he could hope. Some of you have forgotten how to hope. You've forgotten how to hope. Your hope function is dead. Can I tell you today, if you can start listening to God's word, if you can start listening to what God says about you, about what God says about him, about what God says about his faithfulness, about what God says about his promises, and get your ears off of your condition and start listening to what God says, hope will arise in your heart. Isaiah 49, 23 says this, those that hope in the Lord will not be disappointed. So let your hope arise. Listen to the word. Listen to the word. It's not seen. It's heard. Y'all all all right? Number two. He couldn't see, but he could shout. He couldn't see, but he could shout. The only tangible resource that he could get Jesus' attention with, he used it. How can I get Jesus' attention? I can't run up to him and grab him because I can't see him. I can hear that he's here. So I'll just, I'll just yell out. I, I think when I think about this, I'm like, man, I need to use what I do have until I can get what I don't have. See, many of us, we just sit around and we complain about what we don't have. Sight. Vision. But until you learn to use what you do have, you might not ever experience what you don't have. Come on. So use what you do have to get the Lord in the room. What do you, well, I can't, you know, I, I've heard people say, man, I wish I could have private worship times, but I don't have an instrument. Well, you got a CD player. You have a phone. Hopefully you don't have a CD player. Hopefully you have, you don't have that. Or, you know, unless you're really awesome, then you have a record player. And uh, so if you can, you know, how can I listen? I don't have a great trip, right? Get you some worship music. Use what you got. 
Quit complaining about what you don't have. Start using what you do have until you get what you don't have. The word here that whenever he shouts, the word here in the Greek is krazo. Probably where we get the word crazy. So this guy lets out a scream, a loud scream. That's the actual translation, a loud scream. He had moved beyond being dignified. He had moved beyond being nice little, I don't want to interrupt the scene, scream. He gave it everything he got. A very loud, urgent longing. I'm sure it was ugly. Listen, sometimes you just need to cry out to Jesus. Some of you will never experience, let me just declare this over you as a To provoke you. What are you saying? Oh, an encouragement to you to say this. That's a nice word for it. Some of you will never experience freedom until you learn how to shout. It's just the way it is. Well, that's just, that's just not my personality. How bad do you want your breakthrough? Do you want your breakthrough just enough for what you're comfortable with? We talked about that with the lady at the issue of blood. She had to get out of the house. She had to get out of her comfort zone. Listen, just like this man right here, he had to let up a shout. It might not have been his personality. It might have offended people. In fact, it did offend the people around him. But he let out that shout to get Jesus' attention. And it was ugly. And I would say this. There was a lot of people there. There were a lot of people around Jesus. Every time he showed up, we talked about that last week, the house was full. There were a lot of people. How did Jesus hear Bartimaeus? I'm sure there were other people crying out in that crowd. How did he hear Bartimaeus? You know, I'm convinced that he might not have had the loudest voice, but he had the deepest cry. And some of you need to develop a deep cry for God, a deep desperation for the Lord. When was the last time that you approached God and went, I need you, son of David! Don't pass me by. When was the last time that you got into the presence of God and said, Lord, I need you now. Can you hear me? Absolutely, he hears you. But what he wants is he wants the desires of your heart, the desperation of your spirit to be expressed. What does your longing look like? How desperate are you for Jesus? Let me say this. Is he your only option? Because we'll scream loud for the cowboys. But how? Come on. You're going to need a scream for them. Really. How loud are you screaming for Jesus? How, how, how hard are you crying? How deep is your longing for the Lord? Well, I just, this is not my personality. It is when you're watching football. Mm, come on. Yeah. Check this out. Matthew chapter 5. Jesus, the, the, he starts off this Sermon on the Mount. This is how he starts it off. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. You know what that word right there means? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, it doesn't say blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom, kingdom of God. It said blessed are the poor in spirit, which means this. Those who are like a beggar in their spirit, that's who the kingdom belongs to. What are beggars? Beggars are people that are desperate. They're crying out for the moment. The kingdom of God, the people in this room, we're desperate for God. We, we can't go on without him. Why do y'all talk about encounters all the time? Because we need it. 
Because I can't go another day without experiencing his presence. He is the bread of life. He is the living water. I can't continue without him. Let me tell you this today. If you can live without Jesus, you will. If you can live without Jesus, you will. But if you can't, you won't. And I can't live my life without another encounter. I can't live my life from an encounter I had almost 25 years ago. I need one today. That daily bread. And desperation has a demonstration. And that demonstration is persistent. Number three. He couldn't see, but he could shout. Wait, didn't you already say that? Yeah, but he shouted again. See, the people were like, son of David, Jesus. We're a conservative church. Huh? We don't do that here. That's not PC. You might offend somebody. Son of David, I'm over here. He said, man, I shouted. I cried out to the Lord. I went after God and it didn't work for me. Do it again. Do it again. Do it until you experience breakthrough. Do it again and again and again and again. And go after what God has for you because he has more. But will you settle for what you have? Is your life good enough? Is it okay? I'm not okay. I'm not, I don't have this thing figured out. I need another encounter with Jesus. I need one today. Yesterday's was awesome. I need one today. I'm not satisfied. Maybe you are. Maybe, maybe you're there yet. I'm not there yet. I need one today. I'll probably need one tomorrow, Zach. I probably will. Because I will probably function out of my lack of his presence in my life. Because there's areas in my life where I lack his presence. So I'm going after him. I'm going today. And I want you to go with me. I'm going after him today. I'm going after him tomorrow. On Monday, when it's hard to shout, I'm going to go after him tomorrow. Because I need him. I have a hole in my heart for more of God. And I love what I have. And I love what Jesus accomplished at the cross. But my experience, I'm not experienced the fullness, the fullness of that yet. Do you want more? I said, do you want more? Then shout again. Because people, culture will shut us down. The church sometimes will shut us down. Our friends will shut us down. Negativity will shut us down. Condemnation will try to shut down your cry. Shout all the more is what it says about Bartimaeus. I love Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and him who knocks, the door will be opened. You know what that means in the Greek? It means knock and keep on knocking. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will get your breakthrough. And it goes on to talk about the goodness of God. You want to experience the goodness of God? Don't ask one time. Shout again. So don't give up. Don't let people tell you to calm down. They will. They'll tell you to calm down. 
They'll tell you it's not your time. They'll tell you it's not your season. It's not your day. Condemnation will tell you that too. It's not your day. You need to get your life cleaned up. But you just go ahead and shout. And you go ahead and you shout again. They may say, it's just not the will of God for you. You just keep going after it. You just go ahead, cry out again and again and again until you see your breakthrough. Because many times we don't experience breakthrough and we'll go, it's not the will of God. Apparently right here, this person in Matthew chapter 7 could have gave up. Apparently it was the will of God for Bartimaeus to receive his breakthrough. Apparently he wa- it was, but if he didn't cry out that second time, maybe Jesus wouldn't have heard him. I don't know how that fits in your theology, but I'm telling you, there are many things that if we don't cry out to God for, that are God's will for us to have, that if we don't get desperate for it, we'll never experience it. Get hungry and stay hungry. You hungry? All right. Then we see the intervention. Verse 49, when Jesus heard him, he stopped. Oh, come on. He stopped and said, tell him to come here. And they called the blind man, cheer up. Come on. He's calling you. So Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. This is my day. I got his attention. And I love what Jesus says in verse 51. What do you want me to do for you? I mean, he could have just left it alone. I mean, he's blind. Jesus knows he's blind. And I love Jesus and his response to people in these situations. Because he's like, Jesus knew what he wanted. And he was like, tell him to come here. And he sees him going crazy. Yes, my day. And Jesus is like, I see you. I see you, Bartimaeus. And he goes, what do you want? What do you want me to do, Bartimaeus? You know, sometimes the Lord just wants interaction. We won't break through. He wants interaction. We won't break through. He wants a conversation. We want five minutes. Our solution, our solution, Jesus wants to sit down and talk with us for an hour. Come on. I see you. What do you want me to do for you? I believe that that's the question that the Lord is asking you today. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do in your life? What is, what is the thing if, if Jesus walked into the room, and, which he did, but if he walked into a way that you could recognize it and he stood before you and he just asked that simple question, what do you want me to do for you? What would be your response? The flip side of that is we have to confess our lack. We have to come to him going, I need something. You know, sometimes pride is the biggest thing in our life. We've got it figured out. I'm a good person. Right? Well, yeah, until you compare yourself to Jesus, 
all of a sudden the scale of goodness has changed. You've got to admit you've got those issues. Well, Lord, I'm blind. I'd like to be able to see. What do you like? You know, the scripture has been yelling at me for weeks. Luke 12, 32. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We were, we, this happened, we were having a, one of our furnace nights and I, was, I was, happened to be leading that night. I just felt like that was the Lord saying, this is my joy. It's my pleasure. I want to. It brings me great joy. It brings me great pleasure to give you the kingdom. It gives me great pleasure to lead your life, to lead you into healing, David. It brings him great pleasure. We think he's this resistant. Well, if you deserve it, I'll give it to you. No, it's his good pleasure. He wants you to experience his fullness. He wants you to experience his presence. He wants to come and do everything that's in your heart that you want him to do. It's his pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his pleasure to give you freedom to see breakthrough happen in your life. He wants it more than you do. Whatever you can ask. Listen, he wanted Bartimaeus to be, to be able to see more than Bartimaeus wanted to see. Jesus wanted it before Bartimaeus ever wanted it. Bartimaeus' job was to get in the position to receive it. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And then we see the transformation. Verse 52 And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. All these encounter stories comes back to that faith. For Bartimaeus, his faith looked like a desperate cry. For the woman with the issue of blood, it took her getting out of her house, pushing through the crowd. For the friends that we talked about last week, It required the faith of the friends to get their friend in place. It always begins and ends with faith. And his faith was demonstrated by his desperation. Because he was all out of options. Instantly, the man could see. And I love this part. And he followed Jesus down the road. Jesus told him to go, and he followed Jesus. He could have went home, had a good life, but he said, "Nah. not only do I have sight, I have vision. Jesus healed him completely. See, he asked for sight. Jesus gave him the Greek word there for healed is the word sozo. Everybody say sozo. sozo. Many of y'all know what that means. And sozo means this, physical, emotional, and spiritual wholeness. So when Jesus healed him to be able to see, he also healed his core. He healed his heart. He healed his soul. He healed his strength. And he followed Jesus. Jesus healed him completely. See, what I love about Jesus... We've, we've talked about this before, is we come just like Bartimaeus, asking for mercy, and he gives us grace. We ask, Lord, son of David, 
have mercy, heal my eyes. And he goes, I'll heal your eyes, mercy, but I'll also give you grace, sozo, completely healed, completely able to follow Jesus. Listen, he can fix everything in one encounter, just one, just one moment, just one moment when he's passing by the road and you've been sitting there for years going, I wish I could see today in just one moment, he fixes everything. Now you can see, now you can function, now your dysfunction's gone. Now you can operate. Now you can fulfill your destiny by following Jesus. When we ask for mercy, he gives us grace. I love it. I love it completely. Completely. He wasn't blind barred anymore. Wearing begging clothes. Sitting on the side of the road. Living off the leftovers of strangers. His status has changed Although he was ostracized, he was lower class, now he's following Jesus. Everything changed. And again, not just his sight, but his vision. Because Jesus gave him more than sight that day. Hey guys, Pastor Josh here. I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast, whether you do that through our app and listen every week or you're just listening for the first time. Hey, if the podcast is a blessing to you, if you would, you know, mention us on social media at OverflowDFW or hashtag OverflowDFW. We'd love to hear how we're being an encouragement to you. You can also email us at OverflowDFW at gmail.com.